scripture reading is Psalm 23. I'm doing a series on Psalm 23, each verse in Edgerton. Now, and this morning, I bring to you Psalm 23, verse 3. That will be the text. Psalm 23, verse 3. A psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So far do we read God's holy and inspired word. The text is verse 3. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In Psalm 23, verses 1 and 2, we see that Jehovah is our shepherd who gives us rest. Verse 1 presents a beautiful picture. Jehovah is the good shepherd. A good shepherd is one who owns and takes care of sheep. Jehovah God owns and takes care of sheep. And wonderfully, we are sheep. David, an elect believer, said, The Lord is my shepherd. And we are elect believers today who have Jehovah as our shepherd. Verse 1 says that Jehovah is our shepherd, we shall not want. A good shepherd provides for his sheep so that they do not and will not lack anything that they need. And that's what Jehovah, our shepherd, does for us. He will provide all that we need so we do not want that is do not lack. Verse 2 teaches that one way our shepherd cares for us is by causing us to have rest. Verse 2 says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. We crave spiritual rest as those who know our sin and face trials. And we can sometimes fear in those, in those times. But Jehovah gives us rest. And he gives us rest by leading us in the green pastures, into the green pastures of his word. 
Through the word, he causes us to see what Christ has done for us and how he's making all things work for our good. We are fed by that word and we have rest knowing those marvelous truths. So Jehovah is a, a good shepherd. A wonderful shepherd. And now Psalm 23, verse 3, the verse of, that's our text this morning. That now speaks of how this shepherd also restores us when we stray. David, the writer of Psalm 23, knew all about being restored after he strayed. During his life, as you know well, David stole another man's wife, committed adultery with her, and he murdered the husband. (coughs) David strayed. He went in a wrong way. And it was a way of misery. Then Jehovah, the, the good shepherd, restored David and led him in the paths of righteousness, the paths of joy. And Jehovah the shepherd does the same thing for us. Let's see his gracious work of restoration today. And be amazed at that. And praise him. That's why we're here, really. Kids, that's why you're here this morning in church. We are here to think upon who our God is and give him praise. That's worship. So as we hear about who our shepherd is and his work of restoration, worship him in your heart. Let's consider the text under the theme, Restoring My Soul. Restoring My Soul. First, the necessity. Second, the activity. And third, the purpose. Restoring My Soul. First, the necessity. Second, the activity. Third, the purpose. First, the necessity of this restoration. And if we're going to understand why this restoration is necessary, we must know that there are paths of righteousness in which we are to walk. There are paths of righteousness in which we are to walk. The word paths in the text refers to trails that are clearly marked by the tracks of wagon wheels. The tracks are are entrenched in the ground. It's very clear where one is to go. And the word paths in the text, notice, is plural. It doesn't say path, it says paths. There's more than one. Now there are paths for the sheep in which they are to walk. They are to go on the paths that the shepherd shows to them. When the shepherd is walking with them, they are to follow the shepherd, go on that path. And when he stops in the green pastures and shows them where they are to feed, that's what they are to do. Be there. They're not to wander off on forbidden, dangerous paths. Now, the shepherd has several paths 
several paths on which the sheep are to walk. There are the paths that go to the green pastures. There are the paths that go to the cool waters. There are the paths that go back to the shelter, the barn area. And these paths have tracks that show they've been walked on before by the shepherd or by the sheep. They're clear. Now we are sheep, as Psalm 23 shows. We are sheep that are to follow Jehovah the shepherd in the paths of righteousness. There are paths in which we walk in this life. One's walk is really his whole life in the world. It includes his life here at church, at home, at school, at work, at play. And one's walk includes all of his thoughts and his words and his actions in every area of life. That's one's walk. And when you walk with your feet, you walk on a path. And there are many paths which we walk in this life. There is a path that one follows for worship. There's a path one follows for the treatment of the neighbor. There's a path that one follows for marriage. A path that one follows in his dating life if he is dating. Paths. And we are to walk in the paths of righteousness. Righteousness, that word in the text. That word means Harmony with God's word. Something that is righteous is in harmony with God's word, meaning it's right in line with it. Paths of righteousness are the ways or trails of God's word. And those are clearly marked paths because they're in the word. Clear. And there are many paths of righteousness. Many paths, for God has given us a path in which we are to walk for every area of life. There's a path we are to follow for worship. And that is that we are here, worshiping God publicly with the saints on the Lord's Day. That path for worship includes also that we worship Him from the heart. Not merely outwardly, but from the heart. That's His path for worship. And God gives us paths in the Bible for our treatment of the neighbor. And that path is that we love the neighbor. God has given us paths for marriage. And that is that we love our spouse and we are faithful to our spouse. God has given us a path for dating. That path is that we live in purity with our significant other. Following those paths of righteousness, one is walking with Jehovah the shepherd and his flock. He's walking with the Lord. He's walking with the other sheep of Jehovah God. 
in those paths. That's what the sheep do by the power of the Lord. They walk in those paths of righteousness. That's our calling. We have the calling to follow these paths. We are not to wander off on forbidden paths away from the flock, away from the shepherd. We are to follow the paths of righteousness, the paths of the word. Now, this leads us more into the necessity of being restored. Still in that first point, the necessity. Understand the sad truth that we do stray from the shepherd and his paths. We do stray. Sheep, the animal, stray from the shepherd and his paths for them at times. Sheep tend to wander. Maybe a sheep is in the pasture or on a path with the other sheep, and then he wanders off. Why? Often, it's because that sheep sees something interesting. So he wanders off the path. Most often, that sheep senses danger. Sensing danger, he wanders away from the rest, trying to get away. Sometimes a sheep will simply wander because he sees other sheep wandering. Just follows them blindly away from the right path. Occasionally, a sheep is not with the flock and the shepherd because he's become cast. What does that mean, that a sheep becomes cast? Well, that refers to a sheep that has flipped over, it's on its back, and its legs are in the air. What happens is when a sheep lays down, sometimes its center of gravity shifts in its body, and its feet then slowly rise off the ground. And that, that makes the sheep concerned. And he starts to flail. He flails and kicks his legs. And, and when he does that, that just makes him flip further over until he's on his back. And his legs are straight up in the air and he's kicking them. But with no success. Can't turn himself back over. Can't get back on his feet. And because that sheep is cast and unable to move... He's separated from the flock. And he does not experience the presence of the shepherd. So you see that about a sheep. Sheep stray. And we also sometimes stray from Jehovah the shepherd's paths. What does that mean? Well, to stray is to walk in sin. Not those paths of righteousness, but to walk in the paths of sin for a time. That means that one is going on in unrepentance for a time. Not sorry, not confessing, not turning. One strays and one falls on his back. Like that sheep, he can't get up. He's stuck where he is, stuck in his sin. That's what happened to David. David had seen Bathsheba that night when he was walking on the roof of his palace. He saw her, he lusted, he wandered off God's path. 
And he committed adultery. He murdered her husband. He wandered and he, he fell on his back, continuing in his sin for a time, unrepentant. In 2 Samuel 11 and 12, that deals with the history of David's sin with Bathsheba and the murdering of Uriah. And we find from those two chapters that David went on for about a year in this sin, not confessing, not turning. He was on his back, as it were, like that cast sheep, unable to turn over back to the right paths. Now, we talked about David, but think about yourself. We have all strayed and and been cast like a sheep. Isaiah 53, verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And there are many examples of maybe we, in our life, abandon public worship for a time. Or maybe we came... But we did not worship from the heart. Our minds were elsewhere often. Our sinful nature, as just as that sheep saw other interesting things and wandered, our sinful nature saw, we saw other interesting things. We wandered off God's path for worship. Or maybe we abandoned his path for the treatment of the neighbor going on in gossip. Maybe we wandered from God's path for marriage. We were unfaithful in some way. Maybe we viewed pornography for a time. Maybe we were stuck in drunkenness. Scared of maybe what others were going to think about us, so we went off into a party lifestyle and got stuck in drunkenness. We were on our back, as it were. We couldn't get up. Stuck in that sin. And that strain of which we've spoken, that we have experienced, we know about that. That strain brings trouble and misery. That's certainly the case with the animal, sheep. Think about the trouble and misery of a sheep that has wandered and is not with the, the shepherd and, and with, not with the flock. They feel that. They feel far away from the shepherd. They are aware that, of the trouble of not having food and not having water. They're, they're, they're stuck somewhere. They've wandered. They're, they get worried. There's no food. There's no water. They quickly realize, too, that there are many dangers that surround them and that by themselves, they're easy for a predator to pick off and kill. That's what the predators want. Consider a sheep, too, that's fallen on its back and the misery and trouble of that. Think of that sheep on its back, flailing in misery and confusion, but but he can't get up. Cast down, he's easy prey for predators. And with that cast sheep, what happens is, is that as they're turned over, gases start to build up in their abdomen, and a sheep can die when he's cast within a matter of hours. It depends on the temperature, but depending on that temperature, it can be between two and already in just two hours that they die, sometimes with the right temp 
It takes about a day, but it can be only within two hours they're dead. Strain brings misery and trouble for the sheep. Well, strain brought misery and trouble for David, too. David spoke about that time in which he walked in sin after he committed adultery with Bathsheba and murdered Uriah. He talked about that in Psalm 32. In Psalm 32, verses 3 and 4, David speaks of the misery of that time. Psalm 32, verse 3, when I kept silence, that means silence about his sin. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. As David continued in the paths of sin, he felt far from the good shepherd Jehovah. He was miserable and he was being attacked by Satan during those times as well. Satan was saying to David as he was on his back, as it were, Satan came as a predator and Satan said, David, it's really not so bad. You're okay in this way. This is the good way, David. Just, just enjoy it. The devil tried to make it look good to David to continue on in unrepentance. David was on his back, as it were, and there was no way that he could get up and turn on his own. No way. Strain brings misery and trouble to us also. Know that. It's the way of misery. We feel far from Jehovah in those paths of sin. Think about it. Think about one who neglects public worship. He feels far from Jehovah as he's going on in that way. Think of one who's continuing to come. He comes here, but he just daydreams and, or sleeps, doesn't pay attention. That one feels far from Jehovah in that way. One who lusts, one who's viewing pornography, feels far from Jehovah as he goes on in that sin. It's misery. And Satan attacks. Satan attacks, saying, just it's really okay. You're not as bad as he or she over there. It, it's okay. Just go on in this for a time. And it's, it's fun. It, it feels good, he says. We're on our backs, as it were. And there is no way, no way that we can get up and turn on our own. Left to ourselves, we will be destroyed in sin. Like that cast sheep dies, perishes, if he is not turned over, we will die if left to self. Perish in hell forever. That brings us to the wonderful news of this text. Verse 3, we read there, He restoreth my soul. Our shepherd, Jehovah, restores our souls. When sheep stray, a good shepherd restores the sheep. To restore means to bring back. A good shepherd, he knows when the sheep have strayed. He, he's watching, he's watching the sheep. And he knows his flock well, and he can tell when one is missing. 
And he starts to think, maybe that one is cast. Maybe that's a cast sheet. That's why he's gone. When he doesn't see one, he goes to find it and bring it back. You'll read about that from any shepherd that's written about being a shepherd. And we even read about that in Scripture in one of Jesus' parables. When even just one sheep goes missing, that shepherd spends all kinds of time trying to find that sheep. He'll go searching for hours for one missing sheep. And when he reaches that sheep that has wandered or that sheep that has become cast, he tenderly helps that sheep. If the sheep is cast, is on the ground, he gently turns that sheep over to its side so that the pressure of the gases starts to be relieved from that sheep. And he will lift that sheep up to its feet and and start rubbing the legs of that sheep to get the circulation back for it. And all that time while it's, it's rubbing the legs of the sheep and helping it, he'll be talking to that sheep even. Shepherds speak of that. They'll even talk to the sheep when they do that saying, I'm so glad I found you. You must stay with the flock. He helps that sheep and guides it back to the flock. And that good shepherd guides it to the flock where that sheep then enjoys the green pastures and the cool waters with the rest of the flock. Understand that word restore in the text. It also has the idea of refresh. It means to bring back and refresh. And that's what happens with sheep. They're brought back to the flock and they're refreshed as they stand in the green pastures with the rest of the sheep again. And as they're back at the cool waters with the rest of those sheep. They're being strengthened, refreshed again. And Think of the the kindness then of the shepherd, the goodness of the shepherd to the sheep in all of this. That sheep wandered and sometimes it's the case that sheep has wandered many times. This is maybe the 10th, this is maybe the 20th, 30th time that sheep has wandered. And the sheep was helpless. The sheep was in great trouble of himself. And the shepherd was paying attention. He cared. And he went and restored that sheep. Well, that's what Jehovah the shepherd did with David, spiritually. Verse 3. David says, he restoreth my soul. David strayed. David was on his back and could not get up spiritually. He had sinned against the sixth and seventh commandments. And he went on in that sin for a year. No confession. Going on and on in it. He could not get up spiritually himself. But Jehovah restored him. And the text says, and this is wonderful, Jehovah, restore his soul. That indicates is that God did not restore him in such a way that he simply was brought back to the flock, but he was still continuing in his sins in his heart. It wasn't like he was just brought back outwardly to the flock, but still loved those sins in his heart. No, the text says Jehovah restored his soul. One's soul is his inner life. What that means is that Jehovah restored David within. 
Jehovah worked in him so that he confessed his sin and he turned from the heart. And that led to him also turning outwardly so that outwardly he was serving the Lord, turning from that sin, but Jehovah restored his soul. Jehovah brought him back to the flock. And when Jehovah restored David, he spoke to him just like that shepherd speaks to that sheep who has strayed or become cast. God spoke to David through Nathan the prophet, showing to him his sin. God brought David to sorrow over that sin and to cry out for forgiveness, and, and God forgave him through the word. God brought him. God restored him through that word. That's Psalm 32, verses, verse 5. Psalm 32, verse 5 shows all this. David says there, I, and remember, this psalm is written after he had been shown his sin by Nathan the prophet, shown that sin against Bathsheba David, or, and against Uriah. David says in verse 5 of Psalm 32, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. So Jehovah, the good shepherd, brought David to repentance and led him back to the flock and the green pastures of his word. David was again hearing the word that the prophets brought as they pointed him to the Messiah to come and to God's great care, David was being refreshed again, strengthened again. Strengthened to live a godly life of thankfulness. And Jehovah restored David not just this time after sinning with Bathsheba, but he restored David again and again during his life. He did that as the one who's Jehovah the faithful. That's the name that's used in Psalm 23, Jehovah. You'll find in this psalm the name Lord in all capital letters. Whenever that name is in all caps in the King James Version, it indicates that the name Jehovah is being used. And that name Jehovah, it means I am. It's a beautiful name. The emphasis of it is that Jehovah is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's unchanging in his love and care of his people. And he's faithful. Well, David, by the inspiration of the Spirit, used that name in this psalm because that's exactly what Jehovah was towards him. He was unchanging. He was faithful. Like a shepherd who goes after lost sheep many times, God continued to go get David when he strayed and to restore him, to bring him to repentance. He was faithful. What a God Jehovah is, for he does the same thing for me and you. You think about that personally this morning, of how he has done that for me. We stray into sins like improper worship. Murder with words and improper anger. 
lust, maybe even pornography. We're on our backs. And Jehovah restores our souls. He brings us not just to change outwardly. He turns us within. He brings us to see our sins, to confess them, to turn from the heart. He brings the one who's stuck in lust to confess that sin and put it away, to fight against it and say no. He brings the one who who is not attending the worship service, his, his sheep, who's not here like he should be, he brings that one to see it, confess, turn. He causes that change through his word, just as he did with David. He brings back, us back to the flock, and he brings us to feed again in the green pastures and to drink the cool waters of the word. Reminds us through this word of who he is again and speaks to us of who our Savior is. And we're refreshed, we're strengthened. That's Jehovah. And he does that for us many times. Again, think about your life. Of the times where you strayed. And Jehovah the faithful was with you. He came and restored you again. Then you strayed again. He came again, Jehovah the I Am. Restored you back. Praise God for that. Our shepherd restores our souls. And he leads us in the paths of righteousness. It's verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. An earthly shepherd restores the sheep and then proceeds to lead them in the right paths. He leads or brings that sheep along. That's what leads means in the text. He, he, he guides it. He brings it along. Well, a shepherd, he leads or brings along that sheep to the green pastures and cool waters. That sheep grazes there for a time, and then the shepherd guides it along the right paths to the next pasture. With a sheep that was found on its back, the shepherd will... Find the cause. Find the cause and fix it so that sheep walks in the right paths more and more going forward. For instance, the shepherd may see that that sheep flipped over and became cast because its fleece was too heavy, had too heavy of a coat. What happens when a sheep becomes cast is the shepherd walks up to it, and the shepherd, he sees, well, I can see why that center of gravity shifted, and you, your legs came up, and you flipped over. It's because your coat of wool is too heavy. So then the shepherd sees that he must shear the sheep. And that's not a pleasant experience for the sheep. The sheep do not enjoy being sheared, but the shepherd sees that must be done if the sheep is going to stay with the flock and not become cast. Also, a shepherd may see that a sheep becomes cast because he's simply too fat. And so, the shepherd then puts that sheep on a diet. And that's not pleasant for the sheep either. He doesn't like that. But it must be done so that he stays with the flock. 
and the shepherd. The shepherd does what is needed to lead the sheep in the right way. Now, Jehovah, our shepherd, leads us in the paths of righteousness. He restores us to the right way. He restores us to the flock and to the right way and then proceeds to lead us in the paths of righteousness, the paths of his word. He guides us in those ways, bringing us actually to walk in them. He brings the sheep that has not been at public worship faithfully to see that. Turn and come regularly. He sees the sheep that has fallen into lust, sin against the seventh commandment, David did. He sees that and brings that sheep to turn more and more from it and to walk in the way of purity, in the way of faithfulness to his spouse. He brings that sheep that has been killing with his tongue and speaking angrily, instead to speak the truth in love more and more. Now that does not mean that that Jehovah leads us in the paths of righteousness does not mean that we don't sin anymore. No, we still have a sinful nature and we do sin. But the idea of him leading us in the paths of righteousness is that we are brought more and more to walk in the ways of his word. The second half of verse 3, what it's really doing is teaching us the truth of sanctification. Sanctification is a big word, but we can understand what it means. To sanctify means to make holy. That's what verse 3 is talking about. He leads us in the paths of righteousness, sanctifying us. Jehovah will do the things necessary to bring us to walk in these right paths of righteousness. Even doing things that are hard for us. Sending things that are hard for us. Remember that sheep that must be sheared so that he doesn't become cast. Well, we might have to have certain people or certain activities or certain places cut or sheared out of our life. So that we might walk in the paths of righteousness. Maybe the one who is struggling with unfaithfulness or pornography, maybe he will have to have his smartphone or his computer cut from his life so that he might walk in the paths of righteousness. The shepherd, the good shepherd, Jehovah, he uses our ministers, he uses elders, parents, family members to help us remove those things from our life that are hurting us so that we might walk in the paths of righteousness with the flock, with the shepherd. He's a very wise shepherd. He knows what is best for us and uses those in our lives to show to us those things. Now that wonderful work of restoration that Jehovah does and that leading in the paths of righteousness that he does, that's all based on Christ's work at the cross. David had, and we have, no right of ourselves to be in the holy God's flock and to be led 
in the right way. We each are sinners, and God is holy. Holiness and sin do not go together. So we of ourselves have no right to be in the holy God's beloved flock and have no right to have Him working in us, leading us in the paths of righteousness. No, of ourselves. We must be under God's wrath and anger. That brings us to Christ. Jehovah is our shepherd who leads us in the right way based on the work of Jesus at the cross. David was going to have his sins paid for by the Christ. Jesus has come and he has paid for ours. And based on that work of Jesus and taking away our sins, we now do have the right to be in the holy God's beloved flock. And we now do have the right to have Jehovah leading us in the paths of righteousness. For Christ has taken away our sins and we are right in God's sight. Praise God for sending the Savior. What a wonderful gift. And these paths of righteousness in which Jehovah leads us, they're the paths of joy. Understand that the paths of sin we talked about, those sinful ways, young people, understand that now, tonight, this morning. Understand that now, those paths are the ways of misery. One feels far from the Lord in those ways. The paths of righteousness, those are the paths of joy. David speaks of that. Psalm 32, David shows that Restoration brings joy. Psalm 32, verse 1, David says, after he'd been restored, after having sinned against Bathsheba, he was restored, and he said this, verse 1, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is he, that's joyful is he. David was taken off his back, he was brought to confess, God forgave him. And he experienced and enjoyed wonderful, wonderful peace. He was with the flock. God proceeded to lead him in the paths of righteousness, and he had joy in that way as he walked with the Lord in the way of the word. That's Psalm 1. Listen to these words, Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed, that's happy again. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In the way of being restored and going in the paths of righteousness, we experience nearness with Jehovah, our shepherd. It's the good way. And praise God that he leads us in those paths based on the work of Christ at the cross. Just think for a a few moments here what a, a good shepherd we have. How good he is to us. He's so far above us. He's the shepherd and we are just sheep. And we've sinned against him. We've strayed even, going on in sin for, for 
times in our lives we do that. And what we're essentially saying when we do that is, that way, Jehovah, that we're going in, that way of sin, that's better than your ways. And better than life with the flock. We want to go that way. What an offense to Jehovah God. And yet he, in his great grace, he comes. He restores us. He leads us in the paths of righteousness, the paths of joy again. Praise him for that. What a gracious, merciful, good God we have. Good shepherd. And the purpose of this... The shepherd leads us in, the, in these paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's the purpose. He does this for his name's sake. Verse 3. I'll read it again. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That phrase, for his name's sake, means on account of his name. That phrase gives the purpose for his restoring and leading us in the paths of righteousness. He does it for his name. Now, that he restores and leads his sheep in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake means that he does it for his glory. Jehovah is his name's. He is Lord. He is God. He is Jehovah the I Am. He is His names. And to do something for His name's sake is to do it for His sake then. It's to do it for Him, for His glory. Now how does His work of restoring us and leading us in the paths of righteousness bring glory to Himself? Think about it this way first. If Jehovah's sheep are not restored and not led in the paths of righteousness, then the reputation of the shepherd is brought low. If a shepherd does not care for his sheep today, his reputation is damaged. We know that. Think about a field full of sheep. The neighbors go past it and they see a shepherd. They see that the shepherd's not taking care of those sheep. They're frail looking. Maybe some of them are cast. They're turned over, flailing, and, or they're, they're dead now. There's no one there to turn them back over. The shepherd's not taking care of the sheep. And the neighbors start to talk about that and they say, What's going on with that shepherd? He's not a good shepherd. It's either the case that he's, he's weak and unable to care for those sheep, or he's just plain cruel. The reputation of the shepherd is brought low. Well, if Jehovah does not care for his sheep, his reputation is brought low. Think about it. We say that we are Christians. Other people know that. Then imagine if we continue on in sin, in unfaithfulness, in gossip, in, in uncleanness. That kind of 
walk doesn't glorify God. And it leads those others around us to say, their God is weak. He makes no difference. They live just like we do. Jehovah restores his sheep and leads them in the paths of righteousness for his own glory. One who walks in Jehovah's paths, the paths of his word, he's glorifying God with that life. By his power, by God's power, glorifies God. Also, people see God's caring work in the lives of his sheep. And they are led to glorify God for it. This work of restoring and leading his sheep, that shows forth God's greatness. When God restores and leads his sheep in the paths of righteousness, he's showing forth his unmatched power in the life of that sheep. That sheep, by nature, does not want to go in those ways. Jehovah, by his power, has led that sheep in the right way. That's evident. And Jehovah showing forth his, his unmatched faithfulness, his unmatched mercy in leading that sheep in the path of righteousness. That sheep has sinned against him. But he's with that sheep. He brings him back. So those who are restored, they themselves, they see God's greatness in all of it, and they glorify him. They see that they were on their back. They never would have turned on their own. So they glorify the Lord seeing his work of restoration, his work of leading. And others in the church, they see it too. They see the work of God in the, in the heart of that sheep that goes to church with them. Look at his work in them. His work in maybe restoring them from some wrong way or his work of simply leading them to be one who serves others and praises him. They say, what a God we have. They praise the shepherd. And people outside the church, they see you walking in the paths of righteousness as well. They see, maybe see that you are very kind to them in the workplace. They maybe ask you, why are you like that? And you speak to them of Jehovah the shepherd. Maybe they are led to glorify that great shepherd as well. Jehovah is the all-wise shepherd who restores us, who leads us in the paths of righteousness to his glory. Praise him today. Praise him forever. Amen. Our Father which art in heaven, we bow humbly before thee, acknowledging that thou art the good shepherd who has been so good and so gracious to us, restoring us and leading us more and more in the paths of righteousness. We pray that thou will continue to do so to thy name's honor and glory. In Jesus' name alone we pray. Amen.